How can we learn to sit in the stillness? How can we learn to observe the resistance that comes up in the stillness? Because if we can't sit and be with ourselves, how can we ever really connect with the possibilities? Because otherwise we're always distracted and attracted by other stuff that's going on. But there's so much power that lies inside of you that is just waiting for you to go inward enough to see it and to realize it and to detach yourself from all of the distractions so that you can really see just how amazing you are. Hello and welcome to Her Power the Podcast with me, your host, Zoe Fox. This podcast is for women who are really healing the pain of the past and are just fed up with not feeling as though they're truly connecting to their greatest potential. In this podcast, I share some of my experience, tips and tricks that I put into place and I've used over the last decade to help me heal my anxiety, depression, PTSD, and to get me to a point where I feel as though I'm actually passionate about the day ahead and I'm feeling in flow and I'm feeling as though if there's something that I want to go and achieve, I'm just going to go and do it and I'm not allowing the stories of the past to keep me stuck. So if that sounds like it might resonate with you, stay tuned. So we're back. It's our third episode since we've gone live on YouTube. So if you have come to watch on YouTube, please do like, comment and subscribe and all them things that YouTube people say. And if you are a regular listener to the podcast and you're listening on one of the many audio platforms, please do rate, review, subscribe and share. And if you'd like to come and follow us on the socials, you can find me at zoe.e.fox on Instagram and Facebook. You can find the podcast at Her Power the Podcast on Instagram. That's about it. That's the socials done. I love connecting with the listeners um, and the viewers, the people who consume the content, because I really appreciate that human connection. And it's really good for me to hear what resonates and what helps. And we try and do more of what people enjoy. The last week I have been working on getting my website live. That is live now. You can check that out on zoefox.co.uk. And on the website, if you're a regular consumer of the podcast, you will know about the Manifest Your Perfect Day, which is just a little template that I created because it's some of the practices that I use on a day-to-day basis that help me to really connect back in with myself at the end of the day and get clear about what's happening in the day coming. So you're just working with intention and manifesting the kind of day that you want from the night before. So it's a free download. You can check that out on the website. I will link it up in the show notes. Um, Yeah, download your planner and use it consistently for a period of time. And then let me know how you get on. See if it helps you to just get a little bit more clear on the day ahead. So in this episode... Usually when I'm deciding on episodes, I just sort of go with what the feeling is. I just take a few deep breaths and connect in and think, what have been some of the biggest lessons for me this week? And what might other women be struggling with as well? Some of the things that have been coming up for me have just been the idea that we're living in a society at the moment that feels quite pressured for a lot of people. There's this constant talk of, you know, the cost of living crisis. I know when I updated my meter reading the other day, the cost went up by over 20 quid. And I'm like, wow, it's like every time you blink, there's a price increase. And I know that people's wages are not 
rising in line with that. So it can feel quite challenging for people at the moment. A lot of bad news, a lot of heavy sort of vibes and heavy energy if you're tuning into the news, which is nothing new. But it can leave us feeling a little bit out of sorts. And with that as well, we tend to put more pressure on ourselves to do more, to be more, to try and cope with the situations that are going on in society. And that can be quite challenging at times. So I've been thinking over the last week about how I can try and find balance in my life while still try, trying and striving to level up and to just see how much I can kind of squeeze out of life. I feel as though I'm on a bit of a mission to just keep chipping away and exploring the depths of possibilities that live within our potential that we don't know unless we try, you know, unless we start taking steps to see what's possible. And that's pretty much what the essence of the podcast is about, really. So over the last week, I've been working on my uh, book proposal. I've been working on the website. I've been working on still trying to figure out how to, you know, bring this visual stuff to life. As well as being a mom, as well as being a wife, as well as dealing with the day-to-day admin, as well as client expectations and emails and all the other stuff that can make us feel really overwhelmed when life just keeps coming and coming and coming. And we're just like, oh, treading water, trying to catch our breath, but the waves are relentless. They keep washing over us. So how do we, at times like that, make sure that we've got our feet planted firmly on the ground and that we're not expending all our energy, just trying to keep up all the time? So usually my daily practice consists of me, after after I've dropped my little one off at nursery, I'll come home, I'll sit up the desk, take a few deep breaths and just bring that connection back into myself. Because when you've been waking up, getting the little one ready, seeing to her needs, getting outside, going amongst the people, getting into the nursery, you know, what it's about, communicating with other people. And then you come back home and you've already had a day and it's not even 10 o'clock and you've interacted with a lot of energy. So then I'm coming home and I'm just taking a moment for myself and everybody's got different different routines so we'll have to find out what works out best for us maybe you don't have children maybe you've got to go off and do a nine-to-five job which means you're getting up in the morning having to deal with perhaps public transport or even traffic if you're driving or if you're cycling having to contend with mindless drivers and pedestrians that are just stepping out into the road so there's always some sort of a demand on our attention. So when I come home, I like to, as I say, sit in my seat. And it's just, for me, about creating a little bit of sacred space for myself as early in the day as I can, because I am not like, you know, you've got this 5am club. It's not for me. I need my sleep. I'm still healing. And even if I wasn't healing, 5am is not my peak. <laughs> it's just not. So you have to do what works for you. I was like, yeah, join the 5am club, do this, do that. But we're not trying to get anyone any more burnt out here. So if it feels right and good to you to wake up at five, then do it. If it doesn't, wake up at a time that feels right and good to you. But just allow your intention to be to connect in with yourself as soon as you possibly can before too much of the day starts pulling away at you. Because if you can start off the day feeling solid and grounded, it makes it easier to be resilient. I've really paid the price over the last couple of weeks for not prioritising my practice 
And I really feel it now when I don't have that time in the morning to, as I say, get my feet grounded because it's a huge part of my day and setting the tone and also in helping me to like manage my condition, manage my pain. So sometimes it's nice to, if you've got a candle, to light a candle. If you use incense, light an incense stick. I like to do that because for me that sort of symbolizes and sets the tone for the space that I'm trying to create. And it's like we deserve to honor ourselves with time and space just to sit and to be. We're constantly being called on in life in so many different directions. But what about us? What about making sure that we are grounded and centered and ready to serve and give before, you know, we're depleted? So I'll come, set the scene, light my candle, set my incense up, and then allow myself to just begin to notice the smell of the incense. So then you're bringing your senses into things. And another thing, if you struggle to focus, another good thing to do is if you're trying to have a quiet moment, instead of like, calling it a meditation because I think that can pile on a bit of pressure because there's this idea that we should be sitting you know cross-legged um in perfect peace and stillness but for a lot of us it's not that easy it takes practice to get to those points in meditation and I know when I first started I found it really hard to sit with myself like really hard my brain wanted to do everything the minute I said you know right it's time to sit down and, and meditate the most amount of pressure was on me and I'd be sitting there just like my brain's ticking along, I'll tick, 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 you know, meditate, bring it back to your breath. Oh no. And the Headspace app, I can't even use the Headspace app now. I'm, I'm kind of traumatized by that man's voice because it reminds me of when I was going through really, really difficult times with my mental health and I was like putting this meditation on I'm trying to meditate, trying to distract myself from these thoughts by listening to this man talk me through this meditation. But now, anytime I hear his voice, I'm like, it just reminds me of the really dark days. But I've managed to build it up to a point where my practice has become peaceful. And I have, you know, there's less resistance in it. Although this week, you know, the times when I have tried to sit down, there has been a lot of resistance. So what do you do when you want to sit down and try and connect with yourself, but your brain is is distracted, which is why I mentioned it's nice sometimes to have a candle because you can light the candle, you can put the candle in front of you. Don't burn your hands down. Be responsible. If you're feeling tired and as though you're going to meditate and fall asleep, don't do it. Like, Don't say that I made you do it. Be responsible with, with naked flames. But to just have a candle and to bring it in front of you and to just sit and observe the flame for five minutes and every time your mind wanders off just bring it back to the flame and that's a good way to start reminding yourself to just bring your thoughts back bring your thoughts back and then once you've mastered you know slowly over time bringing your attention back to the flame another good thing to do is to then bring your attention to your breath which is a really nice way to do things anyway and if you can go straight in and bring your attention to the breath then great but if you're struggling with a really busy brain like I have and like I'm prone to doing, sometimes the muscle of the busy brain is stronger than the muscle of the remembering to bring it back to centre. So that's why it's called a practice because you do really need to build up on it. Don't do it one day and sit there and be like, I can't get into this peaceful place and then give up on it because it is like going to the gym every day, but for the mind, 
because the mind needs that sort of nurturing and training too. Otherwise it can run haywire. And that was one of the most stressful parts for me about living with generalized anxiety disorder um, was that my brain was totally untrained. It was just looping over patterns that had bought, been brought about through um, challenges and traumatic experiences. So it was really challenging to live with that level of heightened brain activity at all times. And even though I do put in the practice, I am still prone to behaving in those ways because so much of it was at a deep cellular level for me because of the, the deep trauma that I experienced when my boyfriend died so suddenly. It's almost buried within my DNA now. Um, so it is a conscious and mindful effort on my part to make sure that I am bringing it back to the practice. And that's another important thing that I really want to sort of put across with the podcast is it's not about all of a sudden becoming some, you know, guru or some holier than now person who's got it all locked down and sorted. It's not, you know, we're humans. Nobody's ever really going to have it all sorted. And I think anyone who pretends be wary of anyone that pretends that they, they have got it all sorted out. I think it helps us to learn the most when we are acknowledging that we are human and that we can't always be perfect. And sometimes we might have days or weeks when our practice goes out the window, but it's having that mindfulness to bring it back and to have enough self-awareness to know when you're not feeling right and to learn how to sit with that. So... Yeah, you can use your practice, use your candle, use your breath and, and just start training the mind to stop fixating on the thoughts and to just allowing them to gently pass. So one of the analogies that come up is, you know, as thoughts come in, treat them like clouds, don't fixate on them, just, you know, you can sort of internally acknowledge that they're there and then let them just float away. Another thing that I've done in the past in trying to train my attention and train my brain from going to these busy places is to, again, working on sitting in the stillness and being comfortable with just being. I think there's so much beauty in just being, but it's not that easy for many of us to do, especially in this, again, this supercharged society that we're living where, you know, everybody's under pressure and trying to achieve something and pay for something and you know get an income to do this and do that it is quite hard um and also with now being sort of um programmed by social media and impulses to get online all the time if we're sitting still so i'm wondering how easy do you find it to just sit with yourself are you inclined to want to put something on the telly are you inclined to want to pick up your phone Another good exercise to do, and you can have like a notepad or a journal next to you, is to just carve out 10 minutes and say, for 10 minutes, I'm just going to sit. I'm going to sit and I'm not going to pick up my phone. This doesn't even need to be a, a big meditation exercise. It can just be a discipline exercise. And if you've got a pen and a paper, you can observe when you internally notice that you're inclined to go for your phone. And if you can't resist that sort of tick to want to pick up your phone, just mark, do a little mark on a piece of paper. So anytime you go to reach for your phone, just do a little mark. And then after your 10 minutes is up, you might do it fine. You might sit there nicely and do it really well. 
or you might struggle. So yeah, it's quite interesting to see. And then another good thing to do is after you've finished in that little experiment with yourself, is just to have a little journal around what it felt like for you. Yeah, it can be a good exercise to just have a little think about how does it feel to sit with myself? Or when I'm sitting alone with just myself and my thoughts, I tend to feel and just write out and see what comes. Because I think many of us, there is this resistance to sit with ourselves. Like yesterday, I really had to force it because I could feel within me that I'm wanting to do this, I'm wanting to do that, my head's wanting to be here. I'm thinking of all the million and one things that need doing around the house, the admin stuff that perhaps I haven't done, the things that I need to do, just a million and one things running through my head and I found it really hard to let them go. But I knew yesterday that I just needed to rest. I felt really tired. I still do feel tired. And running yourself into burnout, it's just not helpful, is it? So I forced myself yesterday, despite the fact that there were a million and one things that I knew that I needed to do to sit and to just be. And I use um, oracle cards and tarot cards as part of my daily practice as well, just to see what the guidance is for the day. So I used one of my card decks and the card that I pulled out was rest. And I was like, the cards just never fail me. So I was like, okay, there's another reminder from spirit that I need to be paying attention and to, you know, taking heed and take rest because it's easy to override what our body says and what we know that we should be doing because we feel as, you know, this sort of invisible pressure to keep doing and being and, you know, there's always something to do, isn't there? And we can continue to make ourselves busy. But sometimes the best thing that we can do for ourselves is take these moments in the peace and quiet because that can teach us so much about ourselves as well. So yesterday, I it was the sun was coming through quite nicely into the into the living room, and I I've got my chair and I reclined on my chair and I wrapped myself in a blanket, and I was just sort of like lying there trying to. Sit, surrender to this rest also struggling to do that and it was just quite interesting for me to see all of these different things were popping up but actually I've come to realize that a lot of my wanting to keep busy and be busy and stay busy is a massive distraction technique for me from my injury and from my disability because I live with constant pain it's a challenge to just sit still because you become more aware of the pain. If I can find things that I'm excited by and engaged with, I can distract myself from the pain. Total podcasting error. I forgot to put my phone on Do Not Disturb, so my phone just rang, didn't it? But it's excellent news because I have been waiting for, like, it's almost three-year anniversary of my spinal cord injury. And I've been waiting all these years to get my kitchen adapted so that I can function better at home without using up so much of my energy. And I've just had a confirmation of a date. So I'm buzzing, I'm buzzing, um, which means I'm just going to have more energy all round, which is great. So back on track, I can't even remember what I was saying now. And I, I think I was talking about how I was struggling to connect and just to be still really and what it's like to live with constant pain and to have to sit with that when I'm trying to switch off and how because I'm always trying to 
be busy in many respects as a distraction to the pain. And with the fact that it is the three-year anniversary coming up soon, it's kind of been weighing on me a little bit because this time last year, actually, I was invited by Treasure Tress, uh, Europe's first and largest natural hair subscription box, to come along to film, to do some filming. And I've been nominated for a Woman of the Year Award. And I was watching the video back the other day. It's such a great film. Not because I'm in it, just in general, it's just a beautiful celebration of, of black women. And I was watching the film and in the film, I talk about how I've been living now at that point with pain every day for two years. Like I hadn't had a day of pain. And now I'm coming up to nearly three years where I haven't had a day of pain. And um, I shed a few tears last night because... Yeah, it is quite a lot to have to live with this level of pain every day. But it's what kind of motivates me and drives me at the same time. It's like, what is the alternative? Sit and feel sorry for myself and dwell here. I have to do that sometimes. I can't pretend like everything is, you know, is okay. But it's what can we do from these places where despite the pain, despite, you know, the less than ideal circumstances, what can we nurture within ourselves and how can we create something better, which is just a huge motivating factor for me. One of the other tools that I really like to use to help me to get my head in check um, is the power of your imagination. Like so many things, if you look around you now, so much of it began with, so much of what you can see began with a thought, began with something being conjured in the imagination. And I think the imagination is a great place to help you to raise your own vibration when you're struggling with the reality around you. And I think it's, yeah, it can be a really magical experience if you give yourself the time to do that. And for me, connecting with my imagination has helped me to connect with a vision of myself that I never knew was possible for many years of my life. And now I've had this vision of what my life can be. And I've started putting in the work to bring that to manifest. It's kind of blown my mind in many respects. And it's shown me what can be done through taking and carving out this time, which is why, you know, this episode is very much about finding the time to sit still and create in the space and the environment where you can train yourself to be comfortable in sitting in the stillness. Because for me, connecting to the stillness is the first step of then going inwards to connect with my imagination. So once, and I speak about it in stages because I know that if you are going through the thick of emotions and challenges right now, it's not always going to be easy to just tune into your imagination and start conjuring up this beautiful vision for yourself when your brain's just drilling you about all these different things and your anxiety's peak or you're feeling low and your depression is weighing heavy around your heart. It's not easy to get into that headspace, which is why I try and talk about it and give different examples. So depending on where you're at in your journey, you might think, oh, you know what, that might work for me or I need something else. So that's why I kind of share these different ways of doing things. So by creating a space where you can connect with the stillness, whether it's through connecting with the candle, connecting with your breath, building up this 
sacred space for you to honor yourself and your potential because that's what it is for me it's then about going inwards and into your mind's eye to think about if life could be better how would it be better if I could feel more empowered what would that look like because all of these moments that I've been describing about my experience in the last few weeks have been moments where I haven't necessarily felt empowered in all honesty. And the name of this podcast is Her Power. And it's about our ability to connect into our power, even when times are tough. So what else can we do to connect in with our potential, even when times feel hard? So it's quite, I think I do need to record a guided visualization for this because it's such a powerful experience to allow your mind to wonder and to just see all of these possibilities because there's a chance if you see it in your mind's eye that it can somehow become a possibility. You just need to match that with the self-belief and the action to go out and turn it into a possibility. So again, you know, we're a few weeks into January now, and I do think it's a really good time to just reconnect with our vision for the year, our vision for maybe three years down the line, five years down the line, and just bring ourselves back into that longer term vision so that we're not being weighed down by what's going on in the present or what's going on around us in the present is to have that little spark of imagination that connects into a higher vision for the future, something more positive, something more optimistic. And there's that saying that if you shoot for the moon, shoot for the stars, you'll reach the moon. It's having aspirations to be somewhere better will help you connect to the energy of that. And with that mindfulness, you can consciously create your experience and make decisions that are going to certain suit serve and suit you reaching that next level so if I'm sitting here and in my head I'm like you know I've got an idea about what I want to do maybe it's a new business idea maybe it's deepening my spiritual practice whatever the end result is it's having it in your head and then starting to think about how you can gently start moving yourself closer in alignment with that vision Another thing I think that is good to consider is when we are connecting with these visions, it can bring up the negative self-talk about why we can't, why it's not realistic, why we won't. And again, these are patterns that are most likely outdated patterns or societal expectations, societal limitations uh, telling you what's possible and what's not and what's not possible. So again, it's another good point to sit and journal around anything that comes up. And I know we've done stuff like this in the past, but it's an ongoing journey. It's not like you just keep walking towards the light and everything just keeps getting better and better. Life is going to throw curveballs. We need to know that we've got the resilience within us to be able to bend and sway and flex with them. That's why it's not about pretending that life is perfect and we've got it all sussed out. Because it's not, is it, you know, things, curveballs come and punch us in the jaw sometimes. So we need to be flexible and um, be able to sort of foresee that circumstances might arise where we might not be able to, 
you know, connecting with our daily practice, or you might know that there's something stressful coming up. What can we do to help ourselves bend and sway? Be the willow tree, um, bend and sway like the willow tree in the elements. So I think the theme for this episode is how can we become comfortable with ourselves? How can we become our own best friend? How can we learn to sit in the stillness? How can we learn to observe the resistance that comes up in the stillness? Because if we can't sit and be with ourselves, how can we ever really connect with the possibilities because otherwise we're always distracted and attracted by other stuff that's going on. But there's so much power that lies inside of you that is just waiting for you to go inward enough to see it and to realise it and to, da- to detach yourself from all of the distractions so that you can really see just how amazing you are and how you can see what's possible when you stop trying to run away from sitting with yourself And it's not easy. Like I said last week, you know, it can be like a mirror of horror stories. So it's being gentle with yourself. And when you're on this personal development journey and this healing journey, it's about having the courage to go into the tough places and to sit in them and to journal about it. But also, and again, you know, if you are in a position to get a therapist, consider getting a therapist. A lot of this uh, stuff that I share is for people who don't always have access to be able to fund therapy and stuff like that. It's like, how can we still do this work even when we don't have the budget, even when these sort of services are not necessarily available to us? So as we are digging in to the discomfort of training ourselves to sit with ourselves, how can we balance that up with some some nurturing, some self-care, some self-love, and it's going to look different for different people. You might want to sit and enjoy a book in peace and quiet, or go and pamper yourself in the bathroom in peace and quiet, or going for walks in nature and observing nature. I'm wondering what are some of the things that you turn to when you need to implement some self-care And how easy do you find it to prioritise yourself? And I'm going to keep coming back to that because I know as women, you know, a lot of us do struggle with prioritising our own needs above everything else that's going on in life. So I will keep bringing bringing it back to this point and asking you, how do you prioritise your true needs? And do you have the courage to listen to what that inner part of you is calling for? And are you then prepared to start taking the action to take the steps towards that? Society's done a good job of conditioning us into keeping ourselves small, but there's something huge and something magnificent that lies within you. And if you visualize it as being a bright light that burns within the center of your heart, it might only start off as a tiny little flicker or flame, but the more time you spend, tuning into that light and visualizing this light brightening and surrounding you and encompassing you. And then once you can see that light encompassing you, imagine that light just spreading out across your neighborhood and then even further around the world. 
once you've noticed that you're able to stretch your light around the world, extend it out into the universe, like get used to the idea that you are bigger than just what is confined within this human body. Get used to the idea that if you can start visualizing your energy expanding, you're going to be able to have a greater impact at really pushing the boundaries of what is possible once you start to see just how magnificent and how amazing you are and once we're able to shake off the limitations that we've put on ourselves that society's put on ourselves i want to see nothing more than you connecting to your power and seeing you shine i want nothing more than that for all of us so over the next week if you've got the time i'd really like you to do that a couple of these little experiments, whether it's with a candle, whether it's with your breath, whether it's just sitting there with that bit of paper. Try five minutes. If you're feeling brave, try 10. But it's something to just practice and to push. It's like when, you know, you're trying to maybe you want to start the pra practice of running, but you're going there's that program isn't there from couch to 5k. Start building it up gently. You're not necessarily going to get up if you've never run before and be like I'm going to go and do a 10k you know start by getting up and going out creating that intention to sit with yourself is the equivalent of saying you know what I am going to go out today and I might not run 10k but I'm going to set the intention and set the energy in motion that I'm committed to the act of creating this space for myself or honoring myself with the intention that I am going to go out and I'm going to start building up my ability to be able to do 10k um yeah because there's so much joy in sitting with ourselves and so much magic that can come come with it we just need to get comfortable sitting there so I think that's probably it really for today so thank you for being with me i always appreciate it don't forget if any of this did resonate with you i'd love to know which bits please feel free to share it with anyone else that it might resonate with that's one of the most beautiful ways that this podcast is growing is from through word to mouth and whether you're listening or watching this as it's released or at some point in the future just trust in the knowledge that it's reaching you at the time that it's meant to and that there's a message within it somewhere that your soul wants you to hear so i'm sending big love and blessings to you for the week ahead and i look forward to catching you next week mm -hmm.